So y'all go ahead and fire away. So I'm, you calling I'm, the plays this week or what? No, I'm not calling the plays. <laughs> yeah. How did that go? Uh, like I said, the last two weeks with uh, with Freddie taking over that role. Uh, as far as what, what like for you, like how how's it change? Yeah. Uh, what's what's been different? Well, I mean, obviously it's a change. You know, anytime you fire the coordinator, uh, there's going to be a change in the dynamic. And Freddie's done a great job of. Uh, and we and we all, you know, there's our coaches have been around football a long time. This isn't our first rodeo, and um, so everybody uh, really pulled all their energy together and worked together and uh, help them as much as we can to put in a, a game plan and, and help them on game day. And so uh, I've just been I've been real pleased with how everybody's been. Obviously, the results are not what we want, and that's that's our job to try to get a better result. Without a traditional, you know, he's the offensive coordinator guy, are you asked to do more? Are you giving more input? Are you going up to him more during the game? How does that, how's that working? You know, any time, I mean, when, when Jason was here, we all gave a tremendous amount of input during the week. Uh, and certainly uh, he had a clear vision with this offense of what he wanted and what he wanted to call. And... Um, on game days, he wanted things. You know, every coordinator wants different things on game day to help him. Uh, and so I think we're all given, you know, similar input. And ultimately, uh, you know, instead of Jason deciding on what he's calling, it's, it's Freddie deciding on what he's calling. And I think any play caller that's not specific to Jason or Freddie uh, sort of has things that he's accustomed to in certain situations, things that he's accustomed to offensively uh, and you know so that's a natural there's a natural adjustment from that standpoint um, go ahead I know they're not your guys but how does this offense get its skill position players more involved and into the end zone you guys have had it well the end zone the end zone's the biggest one obviously the first key element of getting the skilled players involved is having them uh, dressed out on game day which is a really important thing and, um, it's hard to get them the ball when they're in the sweatsuit. Um, so that's if you said what's 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 been a little bit of a challenge um, is you you know you start planning early in the week and um, you know it's like usually by about today or tomorrow you find out okay he's playing he's not and so then that's a challenge that uh, we can easily overcome and we got to do a better job of but. Um, that's been our focus is try to get our best players um, the ball. And I think if you look at any team, um, they do the best job of that. But at the same time, the other guys make plays too. You know, I think about the first third down of the game, um, we called a play that typically was going to be designed for Evan. And, but if they're doubling them or they take it away, the next guy has got to be in the progression. And Farrell Cooper did a great job. And, you know, it was third and I don't know what it was, six or seven. He make, he runs the route perfectly, how he coached it up, makes a tough contested catch. And so when you're on good offenses, um, you know, which all of us on our staff have been a part of, not only are the good players playing with a great spirit, but then when the other guys, the role players, get an opportunity, they, they pounce on it. And so, but that's been our goal, you know. Um, and so every week we got to we, we look at it and say what could we have done better and try to do a better job planning it and and then the players doing a better job of executing it. From what you've seen from this offense, 
Um, you know, when Jason, one of the last times he talked to us, you know, he, he expressed that, look, this offensive line is a work in progress. You know what I mean? So from what you've seen, um, how much have you guys had to navigate around that offensive line? You know, you talk about getting the ball to the playmakers. The ball goes nowhere if the quarterback can't right. get it to them. So what have you seen from this group? And, you know, yeah. is it a constant challenge with all your offensive brain trust to, to, to function with this offensive line? Well, line one in the NFL in the pass game is how you're going to protect it because uh, and, and this is not specific to the New York Giants. I mean, every everybody's most everybody's offensive line uh, is not quite as God gifted as the defensive line, right? I mean, let's be honest. If you're really big and you're incredibly athletic and explosive, all right, most guys play defense line. And then if you know when you're in high school and college. If you're not quite as good on the defensive line, but you got really good size, what do they do? They move you to the offensive line, all right? So right away you have an immediate mismatch uh, from what God gave you. Uh, so my point is we're always starting with protection and the challenges. And every defense you play has typically has elite rushers. Obviously we got one this week. Sometimes it's the tackle. Sometimes it's the two edge guys. And so everything we're doing is trying to help uh, our offensive line into protection, but at the same time, you got to get guys out and get open and then emphasize a ball out philosophy. So I don't, I don't think it's anything uh, unique to a lot of other teams in the league. And so, yeah, we're trying to do our best, and, but at, at some point, you got to block a guy and you can't avoid that. I mean, there's no pass protection we can put out there where a guy doesn't have to block somebody. With Evan, uh, just watching the game, it seemed like he was getting the ball in different spots than maybe he had previously during the season. Was that a conscious change to put him in different spots, or were you guys able to get to those routes because of certain things that may have happened? Yeah, that's a good question. No, we, we've we've pushed uh, each week, each year, to try to use Evan more and more. Uh, and I think, you know, early in the year we probably – you know, we're using him, felt like we needed to use him more to help some of the protection stuff. Uh, we also, you know, had guys like KT and Shep out there in the slots. And so, you know, uh, that now that we didn't have KT, we don't have Shep, let's be a little more aggressive uh, getting the ball out. And Evan has all the skill sets to go do that. And he, and he made some tremendous plays. I mean, he did. He ran great routes like a receiver against tight man coverage, caught the ball well, and, um, you know, hopefully we can keep building on that. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, to my untrained eye, it seems like a little difference you guys have had the last two weeks is, like, you're stacking your receivers a little more, using more routes to sort of work off each other. Is that accurate? And then why has that been? You, you know, I, I can't – you guys would probably know, but, you know, I can't say specifically how much different things look than what we've done. Uh, I feel like we're every week we're trying to – do the same thing, which is help our guys and put them in a position to where they can make plays. And, you know, we can simply just line them up and say, go win your one-on-ones. But, um, you know, those guys on the other side are good too. So as much as we can do to help them, every team does it. You know, the shifts, the motions, the stacks, the bunches. Uh, we're going to keep doing that. I mean, we, we have to. Derek, uh, Jason's a candidate for the Duke head coaching job right now. Do you think that um, he is especially qualified for that specific job? Um, 
that he would be a good fit there. Go look at his 10-year record in the NFL. And, I mean, you know, how many, how many active head coaches of the 32 have a, a better, you know, winning percentage? I mean, so if you're asking me if he's qualified to be a head coach, I think, is that what you're asking? Or? No, just specifically at Duke, you know, this quickly after leaving the NFL, going to college after coaching an NFL team for so long. It's just that yeah. it would be different, I mean, you know. Jason, Jason is incredibly intelligent. And if you put him in charge of, I think, anything, he, he would quickly uh, figure it out and have success. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, you know, so I, I don't – I mean, obviously there's a different learning curve in college. Um, and so – but you just go in there and learn it and uh, apply a lot of the things that you've been using over the last whatever years as a head coach. And ultimately – Coaching is coaching, whether you're in high school, whether you're in college, whether you're in the pros. I mean, you're you having to have this great connection with a player and motivate him to be the best player he can be, give him the resources to be the best player he can be, and then give him all the tools on the field to help him play his best. And so that doesn't change no matter what level. It really doesn't. The good coaches, there's great coaches at every level that could coach at any level, and I think he's one of those.